Hey there, this is Chris Abraham of ChrisCast, Season 2, Episode 25, where we talk about the Supreme Court and the craziness going on with regards to RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and her untimely, timely, expected, unexpected passing. Godspeed to her. God bless her. She did amazing service for this country, and the conservatives have been drooling over her passing for the last for the last twenty years. I'll be right back after the uh, the ad. Welcome back. This is Chris Cast, Season 2, Episode 25, RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Godspeed, Rest in Peace, and what the Republicans are doing about it. Um, there's been so much talk about it, and this is, the only, this is what I know, and this is going to be really short because I don't know much. Firstly, uh, this... Uh, has been something people have been expecting and preparing for for a decade. Um, ever since the first time Ruth Bader Ginsburg got uh, cancer, they've been expecting this um, for forever. So it's been in the books, it's been hungered for. And now that it's happened, there's nothing that's going to keep anybody from moving forward on it. Um, in my perception uh, the only time a president is actually what's called a lame duck is when they are not no longer viable no longer electable uh, if you ask a Democrat Trump is lame duck because he will not be reelected however uh, he is perfectly reelectable, and the true definition of lame duck, as far as I'm concerned, is when someone's term of service is ended. So for a president, it is uh, two terms. And so the moment that Trump is reelected is the moment he becomes a lame duck candidate because he will not or cannot be reelected. So between November 3rd and January, when a, when Trump is, um, resworn into the presidency or Biden is sworn into the presidency, I guess that is sort of a lame duck because at that point 
It is the uh, the abyss between which uh, Trump was beaten by the Democrats and by Biden and Harris. And his lame duckness has to do between the day he was vanquished and the day uh, Biden takes office. However, that doesn't exist. It's a liminal place between now and November 3rd. It's even more liminal because it is not November 3rd that is the date he becomes uh, a lame duck. The day he is elected and Biden and, and Harris seed uh, from the election and say, uh, we hereby lost. And Trump is then uh, given a, uh, an official win, be it by, by the vote or by the Supreme Court or by the vice president or by whomever. Um, whether it's by the Broward Court or, or the Supreme Court or whatnot, after all of the mail-in ballots come in, after all of the uh, challenges by 600 Democratic lawyers come in, after um, all the contests against the uh, winning of Donald Trump come in, then at that point... Oh, concession is the word I was looking for. Then there's a lame duck period after which uh, Biden and Harris concede. And only at that point between then, uh, sorry, when if Trump concedes at some point and between then and when Trump uh, leaves the White House in January, that is the lame duck portion of his uh, administration. So right now, there's no reason at all, historically or otherwise, because this isn't a lame duck, because Trump has every opportunity to be reelected, no matter what the hopes and dreams, desires and beliefs are in the deepest, darkest of hearts that Trump will not, should not, could not, heaven no, be reelected. It's a possibility, and ergo, um, it's something that the, the Republicans are going to gun for. It's historically shown that uh, the Trump presidency is super, super hungry to, to, to load up uh, the federal courts with, uh, with conservatives. And so no matter what norms and values are, no matter what norms and traditions are with regards to the uncouthness of stealing um, another seat in the court before uh, the election is over, it's, it's fair game. It's completely fair game. And no matter what, there's no, there's no legal precedent in the dying wish of a dying Supreme Court justice There's no precedent that the dying wish of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, bears any witness to the decisions made by the Senate. And because the the only two bodies that get to choose the 
next Supreme Court associate is the Senate and the White House, the president. Both are uh, majority um, majority Republicans. So it's kind of a perfect storm. It's a terrible, terrible, perfect storm where uh, all the people who want all the I mean, the timing couldn't have been worse for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And I believe in the heart of hearts because of the challenge to um, Second Amendment rights, the challenge to uh, abortion uh, law, and because the challenge of against um, uh, the uh, Obamacare, I believe that the conservative party, the Republican party, uh, would prefer to, if they had to choose between getting Trump back in or loading up the Supreme Court, I dare say they would prefer to load up the Supreme Court. And if they had a choice for what they would want, it would be uh, dominate the court system above uh, Trump win. So this is a Hail Mary. This is something they're going to try to get. And there's nothing really at all that the that the House that the DNC can do to prevent this. Um, back to um, 2018. Sorry. Uh, was it was it 2013? When, uh, I'm outside, so sorry about the background noise. Uh, when, um, uh, Anthony Scalia died, and that was... Hey, Google, when did Anthony Scalia die? Antonin Scalia died on February 13th, 2016. Antonin Scalia died uh, in 2016. And so in 2016, when uh, Barack Obama was actually a lame duck and was actually not able to run for a third term, um, then the Biden rule came into effect, which is to say during the last year of a president's uh, eligibility for president, um, one should allow the Supreme Court just to be just to be chosen by the next uh, the next White House, the next administration. There was no way that Obama could get I think it was um, I think it was, um, hey Google, who did, um, Obama nominate for the Supreme Court in 2016? Here's a summary from Wikipedia. On March 16th, 2016, President Barack Obama nominated Merrick Garland for Associate Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States to succeed Antonin Scalia. So uh, Merrick Garland was nominated 
uh, but he didn't go through the nomination process because um, primarily uh, you can you can blame it on uh, norms and standards and traditions and history and values all you want. But um, to be honest, if they ran uh, Merrick Garland, if they... Uh, if they ran Merrick Garland through the Senate, he would have lost anyway, because uh, unlike now, where the, I believe the, um, let me see again. Hey, Google, how many Republican senators are currently in the Senate? Hey, Google, how many Republican senators are currently in the Senate? Here's what I found on the web. Party division. I think it's 54. This is goes all the way back to 17, blah, 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 blah. The nerve of it. Here we are, the majority party, Republicans have 53 seats, Democrats have 45 seats, two are independents, and so um, the Republicans have over 50, have 53 seats of the 100, and so they're, uh, so the Senate is basically, uh, can, can win, uh, can win uh, votes uh, and would be able to um, could be, would be able to, uh, be able to get, be able to get, uh, whoever Trump nominates for the junior associate, the Supreme Court, be able to get them in. Whereas back in the 114th Congress, uh, the majority party was still the Republicans, who had 54 seats, with uh, minority party Democrats with only 44 seats. And so uh, Obama uh, did not have um, uh, that kind of support. He couldn't get Merrick Garland through. So this is going to be completely different. Um, and if I were to predict the future, they're going to uh, they're going to shoehorn someone into the Supreme Court and get a uh, two-seat dominance uh, of the nine justices, which is going to uh, be incredibly, incredibly different. It's going to change the pH balance of the judicial branch, uh, the check and balance, uh, one of three branches of government in the United States. So it'll change the pH balance to make it more conservative than balanced or liberal. And that could be the start of a lot of uh, important decisions being reconsidered and possibly um, rolled back, counteracted, uh, and undone. And so it'll be interesting to see this. Uh, I, I don't personally see, I see this as black and white, and I see this as something that will come to pass, and I hope I'm wrong. Anyway, that's all I got. I'll talk to you after the break.
Oh, thank you. Hey, welcome back to Chris Cast, Season 2, Episode 25. Uh, all about the election and about the Supreme Court and about whether or not the Republicans will gun to try to dominate and stack the Supreme Court, the third branch of government in uh, the U.S., government, the judicial branch, stacked them with uh, with conservatives and then changed the pH balance of the United States for the next at least 20 years. Uh, what do you think? You can reach me at chris at abraham.su. I'm uh, chris at no agenda social. I am chris abraham at chris abraham at twitter at chris abraham at Instagram, I am Facebook.com slash Chris Abraham. I am YouTube.com slash Chris Abraham. Uh, you can text me at plus one two zero two three five two five zero five one. You can call me at that too, but if I don't recognize your name or who's calling, I will let it go to voicemail. Thanks a lot. Um, I think if you go to anchor.fm slash Chris Abraham slash support. I think you can give me money if you go to anchor.fm slash Chris Abraham slash feedback or call or something. If you just go to anchor.fm slash Chris Abraham and look around, I think there's a way you can leave me a voice message. And I'd love that. I'll respond to any voice messages and I will talk to you soon. Thank you very much and see you next time. Bye bye.